Christchurch, New Malden, 14th of November 2021, 11 o'clock service. Stephen Kurt speaking for Katie Lofman on some fresh thoughts on remembrance. Well, yes, as uh, Tim mentioned, I'm the stand-in for Katie Lofman. So if you can look at me, but imagine Katie this morning, uh, that's along the right lines. But let's say a short prayer. Father God, on this Remembrance Sunday, we ask that you speak to us afresh. Would you, by the power of your spirit, open our hearts more fully to your word? And Lord, we ask as ever that you would change us through hearing your voice and responding. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Katie Lofman asks us this morning from a distance, what is Remembrance Sunday? What are we remembering and why are we doing that remembering? Traditionally, of course, we are remembering the members of the armed forces who've been killed in the line of duty. In wars from 1914 to the present day, the money that we give for poppies like this funds the British Legion in its work of supporting the wounded, the veterans, and crucially, their families. And this is really important because we don't, or we certainly shouldn't, enter into war lightly. Our country, certainly officially, only tries to put its servicemen in harm's way for something really important. In the best cases, I think it's to liberate persecuted people from oppression. Whether that is, in times gone past, from the Nazis, more recently from the Taliban, or to prevent hostilities in places like Bosnia or the Ukraine from escalating and boiling over. But war, even just war, has consequences. And this country owes it to those we've sent to care for them when they come home, hence the importance of the poppy. It's not, or it shouldn't be, about glorifying war. It's not even really about creating heroes, it's about caring for survivors. Because it does take a certain type of person to put themselves forward to defend their country, and it demands a huge amount of dedication and commitment. And I imagine that most of us here wouldn't want to do that job ourselves. And yet, as a country, we need armed forces. And that's why we owe those who put their lives on the line our gratitude. And why we take this opportunity once a year to say thank you and, crucially, to remember what they do. Because remembrance really matters. It's important for a society to remember aspects of its past. It matters on a societal level and it matters on a personal level. The Jews knew that very well. The Old and the New Testament have loads of passages reciting Israel's history, particularly recalling the injustices done to them and sometimes the injustices they were part of and God's rescue. A key element of the Black Lives Matter campaign is the remembrance of black people who have died unjustly because of their colour. Say their name was one of the chants, just one of the many chants, at the demonstrations that took place last year. And to give another example, the fire at Grenfell Tower, well, one of the things that struck Katie Loughman as she uh, was following that terrible disaster was when she heard on the radio the newsreader reading out a list of the names of all 72 people 
who died in that terrible fire, each individual being publicly remembered. Remembering people and saying their names is important. Why? Because it brings home to us that they are all real personalities with their own stories and their own loved ones. That's why it's so important that at the board, which once was here and is now at the back of the church, that Nathan very helpfully put up on the screen during our two-minute silence, you see the names of those people from over a hundred years ago now, a lot of them, but being still remembered. Remembering people and saying their names, as I say, is crucial. It's a way of society saying to those people, you haven't died in vain. We will bring change. And that is the crucial thing at remembrance, isn't it? To be committed to bringing change. That's certainly what those campaigns and demonstrations that I mentioned a few minutes ago call for. We say the names of the people who died, for instance, at Grenfell, or in Black Lives Matter demonstrations, as a way of telling those people that we won't let them die in vain. We are committed to bringing change. Mahatma Gandhi was someone who challenged us to change the world, starting with ourselves, and work towards the change we want to see in the world. Remembrance is an important part of bringing change. It reminds us of why change is needed. It brings home to us the enormity of the sufferings and injustice that we want to address. Thousands of names, whether they're read out over the news or written on a cardboard sign or in a demonstration or engraved on war memorials across the country, whatever way it's done, they give us an idea of the scale of the problem and it can help galvanise us into action in response. But coming back to war, which of course is the main topic of Remembrance Sunday, what about the victims of war? There are people all over the world whose names we never hear, living in war zones, surrounded by danger and scarred and broken by its effects. War is a terrible thing. It frequently brings out the very worst in people. But in some people, through God's grace, it sometimes brings out the best. There are many heroes who've made sacrifices to rescue the victims of war. People who've gone out of their way to bring healing and peace to people's lives. And sometimes to make sure the stories of those people's lives are heard. And these are some of the people that Katie is thinking of when she says this. Here's one. Dr. David Knott. He is a gifted surgeon who travelled to Syria in the midst of the warfare there to perform life-saving operations on people wounded by bombs and gunshot. His skill and his bravery saved many lives. And he's written about it in his book, War Doctor. Or take this person, Christina Lamb. Now she, by contrast, is a photographer. And she's travelled to a number of war zones talking to women about their horrendous experience of rape being used as a weapon of war. Her book, Katie says, is a deeply harrowing read. But it's only by remembering these women and hearing their stories that anything will usually be done to help them. One of the charities that Katie and her husband David support at home is Medicine Sans Frontiers. 
It's an organization that sends doctors into deprived areas of the world, including war zones, to bring much needed medical treatment to places that can't get treatment any other way. It's so important we remember the victims of war. They don't have, in the words of our Psalm 55, the wings of a dove to fly away to safety. They rely on the heroes known and unknown who come alongside them and bring a healing touch and a moment of peace to those war-torn lives. So many people die in our world because they do not get help. Let's not let them die for nothing. Let's remember to support and pray for those people who are risking their own lives to save those that they can. And let's look at our Old Testament reading once again, Psalm 55, verses 4 and 5. It says this, My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen on me. Fear and trembling have beset me. Horror, horror has overwhelmed me. The psalmist there sounds pretty stressed, doesn't he? Here and in the rest of the psalm, he is lamenting what's happening around him. And he's pouring out to God how terrible he feels about it. This is grief. And it's so overwhelming that he wants, in those memorable words, to fly away from it all on the wings of a dove. And this, Katie says, is another important aspect of remembrance. Remembering in order to grieve. We all know the advice, don't we? Don't bottle things up, let them out, feel them, express your feelings. Sometimes we can refuse to think about the sad things of the past or even the present because we don't want to be reminded of that pain or maybe we don't know how to put it into words. Perhaps we're afraid that once we start there'll be no end to the flood of grief that we feel. And for some people that can go on for years. Well, it's not only counsellors and psychologists who tell us that bottling up things isn't the answer. The Bible has lots of examples, loads, with people crying out to God about their troubles, past and present. The Psalms in particular are simply full of this. The Psalmists moan and complain about their lot. They rant and rave about the injustice of it all. They lament and they cry out to God for help. And some of them even blame God for abandoning them and letting it happen. And when we truly remember, it can be remarkably healing. If we sit down with God or another person and we pour out the whole thing, we describe how awful it was and how we feel about having to go through it, maybe how it's even changed the way we see ourselves and, and we don't like that. When we truly acknowledge all of those things, we get a perspective that says, yes, what we went through was awful and it wasn't fair and it's really sad. And that acknowledgement is somehow in some mysterious God-given way, healing, especially when it comes from another person. It means an awful lot to hear someone else say, yes, what happened to you was awful. If someone else, perhaps a counsellor or a friend, can empathise, we feel their compassion, and it helps us to feel understood. If we do it with God, perhaps with the help of one of those psalms, we can receive God's compassion because we receive the assurance that God himself suffers alongside us. It doesn't take away the hurt and the damage, but just expressing it in words and tears can take away its power, can take away what the Bible calls its sting, and it enables us to start moving on. Remembering in order to grieve brings healing.
This is true on a personal level. It's also true on a national level too. It's what ceremonies up and down this country are doing today. It's also why we often have vigils and memorial services after a tragic event, such as the bombing in Manchester at the Ariana Grande pop concert, or going further back, the Tiananmen Square massacre, or more recently, the murder, the terrible murder of the MP, Sir David Amos. Society needs to remember the loss and the futility and to acknowledge our collective helplessness in the face of it and to bring all of that to God. It's a chance to express what we feel to God and to each other and if we're ready, it also gives us the space to receive God's healing, his compassion and his peace. Remembering together and acknowledging our sadness can be a really powerful thing. So what happens in Psalm 137? The Israelites were still in exile in Babylon. They sat down by those foreign rivers and they wept for the homeland and everything they'd lost. And they raged against their attackers who defeated them. The psalm recalls that time of sorrow and it expresses not only their grief, but also, in quite chilling terms, their anger. And it is fine to express our anger to God. God is big enough to take it, and that's because he shares it. God himself is angry at evil, and he's angry at injustice as well. Remembrance is important for our mental health as individuals, and it's important for a healthy society too. Remembering past awfulness, it's also a chance to celebrate our survival, that we are still here. The worst is over. Praise God that he brought us through it and hopefully things can become better now. So let's be committed to celebrating life. Remembering in order to celebrate life is important too. There is a lot about remembering in the Bible and one of the big themes is how God himself remembers us. God is faithful and he never forgets us. He never forgets how much he loves us. He never forgets to provide for us. He never forgets his commitment to rescue us. He never forgets his promises to us or his covenant with his people. And his faithfulness to us is greater than our faithfulness to him. Katie comments that she knows there have been several times in the past when she's forgotten about God, maybe for several weeks. But when she looks back, Katie says that she can see that although she wasn't thinking about him, he was still thinking about her. He was guiding her. He was protecting her. He was waiting for her to turn back to him. His faithfulness is greater than ours. And it matters, this faithfulness. We rely on God for everything. If God withdrew his love from us, we would literally be in hell. When Jesus was on the cross, he was sharing the very worst of human suffering. And he was alongside, in Luke's Gospel, two others, wasn't he, who were being crucified with him. Some who couldn't understand that made that clear. But one of those people on the cross defended Jesus from the others mocking. And then he turned to Jesus and he said these words. Jesus, remember me, remember me, when you come into your kingdom. 
And we're told that Jesus answered, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. That was from our second reading from Luke 23. What can be more comforting than that? Jesus right alongside that man in his suffering, going through not only the same death but worse torment, and still he can respond to that man's request to be remembered. He gives him the promise that he will be with him in paradise that same day, the suggestion of the wings of a dove to help him through it. And we can be sure, because of God's faithfulness, that that's exactly what happened, that that man, later that day, was with Jesus in paradise. So we can take comfort from that ourselves. Whatever we're going through, or whatever those who we're close to are going through, Jesus is with us and them through that experience. He holds us in the palm of his hand, and he never, ever forgets us. And when Jesus comes in his kingdom, he will still remember us and make us part of it. So let's not be scared to remember the bad times. Yes, they make us sad, but we can use that sadness or anger or whatever it evokes to allow ourselves to heal, to work for change in the world, or to celebrate our survival, or to help heal wider society. In that way, we rise on the wings of a dove, above our suffering, because remembering helps us to rise above the pain for the sake of something better and to find peace. But all the time, we know that Jesus knows all about it and what we've been through, and he remembers that. And God, in his faithfulness, never, ever forgets us. Amen.